Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. And if you're not already subscribed, head over to YouTube, search Sports Card Lessons Podcast, hit that subscribe button. Welcome and thanks for being here. It has been a long four days And I say four uh, because sad news has hit the sports card lessons household. Um, Our dog, Marley, who was uh, 12, 12 and a half years old, uh, died unexpectedly Thursday night. Um, So if you're watching on YouTube, you see the uh, photo is not my normal photo. It's a photo of me and Marley. Um, That is the reasoning behind that. Um, she was a great dog. Um, I rescued her, uh, and, uh, I, I, I want to say at this point, she probably rescued me. Uh, she was a great pup and we're definitely going to miss her. Um, Thursday was a long night, but I was able to pull it together for Friday morning to head down to the, to Westchester, to the East coast national. Um, this show uh, was not only three days, but it ran late into the night. So Friday, it went from 1 to 7, uh, Saturday, 10 to 8, and then Sunday, 10 to 4. Um, got there Friday, realized that the parking was going to be uh, a bit of a problem. Um there was a small lot behind the building where we would load in. Um, not many cars could fit in there. But the person who was listed, uh, you know, the main person for the table or the booth, wherever you were, you know, you were signed up as, they were the only one to get a pass in there. Everybody else had to go somewhere else and unload and then bring their stuff over there. So it was kind of a pain in the neck, but, I, you know, we all figured it out. Um, and believe it or not, uh, for me, from my point of view, that was the only downfall uh, of this location, uh, everything else I thought was pretty good. And I'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, the other lots they had there, they gave you these little passes. So there was a lot across the street from the, uh, from the convention center. And then there was, there was a third lot that, uh, I never even saw, but it was there. There were some directions to it, but I never had to venture over there. And there was a side street too. So the first day I found, the parking on a side street, um, which was pretty close where I unloaded and got my stuff in and I never had to move my car. I was able to leave it there. So that worked out fine. Um, there were three rooms at the show, uh, one main room with the main, where the main entrance was, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to add this on because this is again, from my point of view with ice cold AC, (laughs) So, uh, there was a second room. There was a side room off the main room, small, but adequate. There were a lot of tables in there set up, 
set up nicely and uh they they enjoyed the ice cold air conditioning too then there was a room downstairs it was a good sized room uh everyone complained it was warm it was hot uh, I was upstairs in the main room and I only heard from the other dealers uh, and attendees how hot it was down there. Uh, on Friday after I set up, I walked down there. It seemed pleasant to me. It didn't seem too warm. Uh, and Sunday morning, I walked down there too. But both times, the show wasn't going on. The, the room wasn't full of people either. Uh, and, and I knew I heard it from a number of people how hot it was downstairs in that room. Um I was set up in the main room uh, with John from behind the diamond. I was in his square, but I was right next to my man, Brad outlaw underscore sports underscore cards. Uh, Brad was a great guy. If you know, Brad, Brad, Brad talks and talks and talks, but he, he's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a great time all weekend and he was an excellent neighbor. Uh, so that was, uh, that's always good when you have a good neighbor at a show, especially for someone like me who shows up by myself, right? Um, to say, hey, look, I'm running to the bathroom. I want to go do whatever. And, you know, you want to go do it. I'll watch your stuff. You watch my stuff, that type of thing. So, yeah, great neighbor, fun all weekend. Um, Friday, uh, you know, the show opened at 1. Uh, and and it was, it was up and down busy. And that, I always call it up and down busy and for me that's when you know it's busy you got a few people at the table you stand up you're talking whenever somebody's at my table i'm always standing up eye to eye talking to them and then when they move off and nobody's there i sit down somebody else comes over i stand back up they leave i sit back down and i try to sit uh when i can because i know it's going to get busy and i'll just stand there all day and and talk with people and then by the time six, seven, eight o'clock comes around, I'll be like, oh my God, my legs are killing me or my feet are killing me. I shouldn't have, I should have sat more and not stood all day. So uh, I try to try to sit when I can. Uh, for, for Friday, it was VIP uh, and it was a lot of dealers too. Uh, and, you know, you can tell the dealers by, by the lanyards. Uh, you know, a lot of these shows now, they, they demand that you wear your lanyard lanyard because, you know, people, People seem to show up when the dealer load in is and just kind of get in the room and just start. You, if you if you're if you're a dealer and you go to these shows, you know you're trying to put cards in the thing and people are shopping already and the, the show's not even op opening for an hour. So you know they're they're trying to uh, you know get people that aren't dealers out of there. So everybody had to wear their lanyard. Um, and I do the same thing too. It's a little tough though, you know, to try to shop. I'm going to say for me, it's tough to shop before a show or why, you know, if you get the early and set up, my other people are setting up. Although I see a number of people who are very successful, very successful at showing up with, uh, you know, a handful of cards, a couple of cases, you know, they get there and then they just start. They just go around and just start shopping. And I see them going from table to table, the same people buying cards, buying cards, and, and, and getting cards. Um, 
And I think I, they have a good rapport with certain dealers out there. I, you know, I try to do it and, and it, it never really seems to work for me. I'll show up and I feel the same way when people show up at my table. And I've talked about this on a number of, of episodes, you know, and the, before the show even starts, somebody comes over and says, oh, you know, you'll take this for this or this for that. And, you know, I put a lot of work into getting these cards where I, you know, th th that I built a profit into it. Why, why would I give it away to another dealer so he could just take the card? Cards. And I've done this. I've sold cards to dealers before, you know, before shows. And then I'll go over and I'll see the dealer will have it in their case for 40 or 50 or $60 more. And then that card will be gone. And I'll be like, I should have never sold it. I should have just kept it and sold it myself. So, you know, I, I, I do that too. It's funny. I, I, I said to Brad, I said, I, I see these people that go around and, and, they, they buy their inventory before the show. They, they show very little inventory. They go buy all their inventory and they have a great show. And he says, well, you know, you, your, your podcast works against you because most people know exactly what you're doing. They know who you are. And, you know, some of them just don't want to be talked about either, uh, you know, in, in case you get, you know, you're going to go out and get a dealer and say, hey, you know, I went to I went to Brad and I, I bought these cards and then I went over there and I made 20% on them. I mean, people don't want hear you saying that and i said well i mean I, I could certainly you know keep my mouth shut if uh, if i could get some deals going right um just funny funny things um but yeah it's 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 quite an art it's quite an art when i see people show up and and buy all their inventory before a show and a couple of people that i see do it all the time and especially this weekend i went over and you know and i've done this before i go over to the same table that they're at because i know what they're doing and i just kind of listen in like i'm just over there trying to get you know a little bit of an education just kind of listen in a little bit uh without them know that i'm really there trying to figure out you know what they're doing how how what their tactics are how how they end up showing up at these tables because they don't show up at my they some they, these particular guys that they'll, they'll, i watch do this they know they'll, they don't show up at my table and, you know and ask me to make a deal so you know they probably know that maybe i won't or maybe they just have a decent rapport with people that they've said look hey what do you got i'm gonna come see you in the morning because i need some inventory i mean I, I i'm sure that happens a lot too so but i go over there i listen i try to get a little bit of an education and you know just keep working on it always learning always learning uh sales for me friday they were decent everything i sold came out of my case uh and everything i sold was football my dollar boxes produced very little for me this weekend. Um, and on Sunday, I replaced a few of the, the those dollar boxes with baseball and football sealed wax um, that I felt were going to sell much better. Um, I was driving back and forth. Um, so the good part about being driving back and forth you know, being able to come home each night is if I see things were selling, I could, or things weren't selling, I could find replacements for them. So that worked out, you know, a show that, that this close that runs for three days. So I knew, you know, a lot of, a lot of people were looking for hockey and I had hockey. I was sort I'm certainly wasn't going to break out, you know, like my PSA 10 young guns from last year, but because those prices are down, but you know, stuff like a Lemieux or a Messier or Gretzky or, or, you know, cards like that, that the, the prices don't fluctuate much. Um, 
you know, I grabbed a handful of those that I had that I just put aside that I just knew weren't selling at shows and I brought them down there and, you know, they did kind of well. I also, I knew I had wax. I saw, you know, a lot of people, you know, walking around with bags with wax in it. And I said, oh, you know what? I'll bring some wax down. I had some wax that I'm looking to move. I'll bring that down too and I'll set it up at the table and I'll put a decent price on it and hopefully it moves. So, you know, it's things like that when I'm driving back and forth like that, I'm able to, to, you know, switch it up and, 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 you know, call an audible, uh, sort of speak. So it, it, it worked out for me. So, you know, when you travel and go off to a show, you try to bring as much as you can because you don't have, you know, the ability to, to say, Hey, I'm going to run home and grab this because it's selling well. So it's, uh, it, it worked out well for me. As far as the, uh, women's soccer and the WNBA, I'm sad to report it was pretty dead. You know, I sold a few women's soccer cards, um, not enough interest to put it in my main case and take up, you know, precious, precious real estate, but there was enough interest to, to still have it at the shows, you know, two row box with some slabs and some singles, uh, a good variety, you know, people were really going through that. There are a lot of people that were really excited to see it. I just didn't sell a lot of it. Uh, and for me, I would, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bail on it because I'm in so many Facebook groups now that I see stuff, so much stuff selling on there and, and I'm having so much fun with it that I, I'm going to keep bringing it to shows, but I'm going to, you know, probably be selling somewhat online too, um, just wherever it makes sense to move it. Uh, Friday. Friday was an un uneventful day. I had some decent sales and, you know, I just said I was driving back and forth. So it's, it's like an hour and 10 minute drive from me door to door. Um, but with traffic each time, I, I think I probably on Friday morning getting there was probably the easiest drive I had. All the other times I was being detoured off of 84 or 684 or 287 because there was an accident or construction or traffic or, you know, something was going on. So, uh, you know, that hour and 10 minutes turns into an hour and 40 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes. And if you know Connecticut and New York, I mean, that's, that's just average unless you're driving in the middle of the night or something like that. It's just, it's, 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 it's always terrible traffic. Um, on Saturday morning, uh, getting back, it was like, I just said there was traffic. So I was running late. Uh, I had to park in the lot across the street, uh, from, from the venue there. And, um, when I pulled in, it was one of those where you pull in and you have to go all the way down and come all the way back looking for spots. It's a one way the whole way. And I came almost all the way back to the to the exit until I found a spot. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, we're it's like still got like 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes before the doors open. I mean, where's where's everybody else going to be parking? I thought. And then I got out of the car. I got my stuff together. I'm walking up towards the door. And then I realized the line to get in came down the stairs and was going around the building. There were so many people there. I was, Oh my God, <laughs> I just could not believe, uh, the line 30 minutes before the doors were going to open. Um, the line was that long. So Saturday was as expected too deep at every table, you know, shoulder to shoulder, 
uh, nowhere to move in the aisles. And it was like that from probably an hour into opening, you know, maybe like 11 till about three. Um, and then after three, it just slowed to like a moderate pace. Uh, and believe it or not, for me, my sales on Saturday from 10 to three, when it was that busy, were, were very minimal, very minimal. And then from three to six, I crushed it, absolutely crushed it. It probably had more sales in those three hours. Uh, probably, I should say made the bulk of my sales in those three hours and Saturday, three, six. And I just think that's because people were able to actually get up and look in the cases. Uh, and I know it was very crowded Saturday morning, right? And, and I understand it. It's Saturday. It's August. It's in the summer. It's a beautiful day. You know, we have a lot of things going on. And I'm sure, you know, people were like, you know, I'm going to get to the show, but I need to get out of there. I got a picnic to go to. I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to get somewhere. So I think everybody and their brother were crammed in there Saturday morning. And then when it lightened up, people were actually just able to get up and start looking at the tables. Um, you know, in that morning time when it was so crowded, I would, you know, talk to a customer about a card and they would be like, okay, or, you know, we'll think about it or whatever. And they turned to walk away and they, they couldn't go anywhere because there was people all around them. They kind of look, look back at me and I'm like, I'm smiling. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You interested in a card? <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, they, they just couldn't move in there. So it, it was, it was definitely crowded, you know, enough where People were just not getting up to, uh, you know, to see everybody's cases. So I think that's what happened. I think when it slowed down a little bit and and people started actually getting up to the cases, because people, I think people were really, really pumped to get in there and buy cards and probably were like, I, I hope this dies down soon so I can get to some tables and buy some cards. And, 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 and that's basically what happened. Um, all weekend. My two most popular cards were my Joe Burrow Red Stars PSA 10 and the Joe Burrow XRC Auto number to 49 PSA 9. Um, and the Red Stars. So on both of these cards, the last comp, the last comps were over a year ago. One was a year, one was a year and a half. Now the XRC is a PSA, as I mean, as a as a pop eight. So there's not many of those cards to begin with. Um, the Red Stars is a pop sixteen, but a print run, I believe, of fifty cards. I'm not sure. It's either fifty or a hundred. It was the T Mall came out of the T Mall box. So there's really not that many cards out there, right? But they were the most popular cards. People really like these cards. Um, whether you believe in all or don't believe in all. They had the comp on on the Red Stars at about, I think, 1180. Um, uh, Card Ladder said the, 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 the comp on it was 1195 or, or it was 1190 something. Uh, and I was asking 1200, fair price, asking 1200 for the card. And so many people were making offers of $800 and $900 on the card, you know, and I knew they were just going to flip the card. I knew the, the whole, their sole purpose was to come in. They liked the card. Like everybody else liked the card. Everyone that walked up to the table, those two cards, the most popular cards, but people just wanted to flip them. 
And, I, and, and again, I, I just mentioned this earlier. Why, why would I put all the work in and let you go just take the card to somebody else and make the money? So, you know, I just kind of held firm on it. I said, look, you want to buy the cards 1100, 1100 cash, you know, you can buy the card. Uh, and a lot of people like, I'll think about it, you know, kind of walked away, you know, a number of them kept coming back and, you know, you know, when somebody is interested in a card and they, you've talked to them about it. Now they're wondering if the card's still in your case, they kind of come back and you see them glancing down into the case. And at one point I moved the case because the way we were set up, I was set up there, um, on, uh, and this was actually on Friday, the way I was set up, I'm like, this is not working. I said, tomorrow morning, we're going to switch it. I'm going to put the case there. But then it got a little slow on Friday. So I said to Brad, I'm just going to do this now. And I moved things around. And all of a sudden, I seen this guy come back and he's looking, he's looking, he's like almost frantic. Like, he's like, oh my God, here you are. He goes, ah, I, I I thought you already left. I'm like, well, where's this car? And I said, another car's here. You're going to buy it. I said, I'm here all weekend, but it's, it's not going to last all weekend, right? So you know when people are looking at the card. So I had about six or seven people were circling. They were coming back with picking up cards like, are you interested in this? Can we do a trade and this and that? And just coming up with all sorts of creative deals. So finally around 5.30, quarter to six, my man from Boosh underscore bombs, uh, he came around. No, I know him. Uh, we did a deal. He went to the uh, trade night at Pop Century Collectibles in Oakland, New Jersey, uh, that Rob, sports card therapist, and I hosted uh, before the national. Uh, him and I did a deal there. We, I've known him before. I've seen him before. We see each other at a lot of shows. We did a deal together. So when he walked up, you know, he started talking. I mean, I just know him. I'm not gonna, you know. We, we we don't need to do the whole dance on any card he might be interested in. We can cut right to the chase on that. Um, so, of course, right away, he said, wow, I like that Red Stars card. I said, please buy it. So I, I get all these these sharks in the water away from me, you know. And uh, I said, I'm going to cut to the chase. I said, you know, last, you know, last sale, public sales a year and a half ago, the, the cards valued about twelve hundred. You know, I'm look. I'm looking at 1,100. He said, "Will you take a thousand? So we talked a few more minutes. We met in the middle. Easy deal. Got done quick. Uh, and I was so happy to see that card go. Now I've always talked about having, you know, you know, eye candy in my case to stop people, but that particular card, I was just getting tiring, talking and talking and talking, telling the same story, telling all the information I have. And then they would go through the phone and they wouldn't look at the year. And they'd be like, no, nah, the last comp on this was, I'm like, let's see, it, check, check the year, you know? So all that stuff. So I was happy to see it go, especially to someone I know and I like uh, in the hobby. Uh now all the other sharks started circling back and realized the card was gone. I'm like, oh, I was just coming back to buy it. Oh, I just picked this up. Oh, I was going to make a deal with this, you know. And at one point, three of the three of the people that were looking at that same card were all were all. And I said, all three of you, all three of you were trying to buy that same card, and you've all just noticed that the card is gone. Uh, so I. It was funny. I just thought that was uh, definitely a funny story. I was happy to move it. And I think he's already probably moved that card. Because, I, I mean, I know he's always, always moving cards, trading up, trading down, just, you know, doing his thing, doing what he does. But uh, uh, it was a great card. And 
everybody seemed to love it. The other car, the XRC, I have to honestly say I got so tired of telling the story on that card uh, that I put it in my Zion box late in the day on Sunday. I said, no, I'm done. I, I... And then people saw it gone. They're like, oh, no, you sold it. I'm like, no, I still have it. But I'm just, I'm, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Everybody wanted to trade for that car. They wanted to trade me more football. And I'd tell them, I'm not, not buying football. Come back with hockey. You know, go find me a, a you know, a McDavid PSA 10 Young Guns. I'd love to trade for that card right now. Um, but, but here's the thing that I tried to tell everybody like that wanted to trade it up, trade up, you know, they, 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 they want to bring, you know, the Brock Purdy's and, and, and the Justin Fields and, you know, they, they want to bring these cars to trade. And, and I say to them, I, I would rather own a Joe Burrow than those cards. I mean, at least here's the guy that's proven himself, right? He's gone to a Super Bowl. He's a very competitive player. He's somewhat, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, but he he's certainly you know not a Desmond Ritter or a Sam Howell like I, I, these guys haven't even proved themselves yet. So what what why would I be trading? Even though the market says this card is worth this much money, why why would I be taking cards like that for a card like this? I'd rather just hold this card. I mean the, the chances of this card going up are are much higher than any of those cards that you're asking to trade to me, the chances of those cards of going down are a lot higher. Um, and some people got it. I mean, some people realized that, you know, I, I had, I had one guy, uh, he wanted that card at $2,000, this XRC, which is valued. I mean, I think at three K I, I wasn't trying to get three K, but you know, that's, that's what I put it up for. And, you know, we start working from there. And uh, he wanted the card at two thousand. He said, "I thought you're a dealer. I thought you're here to deal. You're not a dealer. You're you're just you're just trying to rip me off." You know, he got all mad and walked away. And I looked at the I looked at the guy next to him, and I kind of gestured to this guy, and I'm like, "Can you believe this guy?" And he says, "Hey." He says, "You're in New York." He said, "That's how we negotiate. New Yorkers negotiate like that." He'll be back. He's gonna come back and ask you more questions. I said, no, I, I think he's had it. I think he's had it. He he was mad. He, he seemed mad when he's walking. Yeah, 10 minutes later, the guy came walking back and he says, well, come on now. Let, let's just talk. What's the best we can do on this card? You know, so it was it was getting to be kind of comical for a while uh, with the card. Um, I had I the same things happened at the National with this card a lot of people wanted to trade players that i just didn't believe in and and you know i told people if you want to trade with me bring me a nice rookie patrick mahomes rookie maybe what an autograph would be would be really nice or a connor mcdavid young guns psa 10 because in my mind you know my thought was with this card if i could move this card this weekend that's what i would have bought bought with it uh, Connor McDavid, Young Guns, PSA 10. And I know there was one in the room. I saw one Friday morning. And I, I would have made a move on that card uh, if I would if I was to sell this this card this weekend. But but it's not a big deal that I didn't, right? I did have the last the you know, today I had I had a young kid and his dad come a few times. Um 
And we talked about it. And his dad felt it was too much. His dad knew nothing about the card market. Uh, the kid had all the card market knowledge. The kid was, he, he wanted to buy the card. Um, and he kept kind of pulling his dad aside and having conversations with him. And I think it was more like the business end and the money end that he was chatting with his dad about. Um, he came up with a few offers. I thought they were a little low. I explained why they should be a little bit higher and they kind of walked off and, and they came back probably a fourth time, third or fourth time anyways. And, and I said, you probably didn't find anything better in the room. And he said, no, he said, but we did our homework. He said, and, and I'm probably not going to buy the card. I said, why, why, what, what did you discover with your homework? And he said, I saw online that somebody bought a raw one for $1,900. And if I can buy a raw one at $1,900 and grade it, then I could save myself five or $600. I said, well, that's absolutely true, except this card's numbered to 49. Unless the card was in terrible condition, it was already graded. And if somebody had a raw one now, it was probably cracked out and being sold raw. If it came back an eight, a seven or an eight, and they're like, no, nope, just crack it out and just sell it raw because it's worth more raw. And I was explaining this you know, to the, to him, but I was explaining it to his dad too. And his dad was throwing back some questions at me. And I think he felt like maybe I was not telling him all the truth. And there was another guy standing at the table who kind of picked up on it too. And he said, no, let me, you know, let me tell you something. He is exactly right. He is giving you a hundred percent of that information. He said a card like this, if it was raw, if you ask 10 people in this room, what do you think the history was of this particular card? If it was raw, Everybody with any knowledge in the card market would say it was probably graded and cracked because there's no reason, unless the card was in, in terrible condition, there's no reason to try to grade it and try to at least get a nine on it, right? Hope for a 10, but try to get a nine on it. So, you know, we had a much better conversation at that point because I had somebody that was validating what I was trying to say. And I know, I know how the dad felt. I mean, I would have felt the same way. I mean, it's a lot of money to spend on a piece of cardboard, right? In plastic. So they walked off again and the dad came back the last time and he said, thank you. He said, we're, we're going to hold off. I think it's a lot of money, but thank you for all the information. You know, it gives, gives me something to, to work with too, because up until today, he didn't have the information. So I felt kind of good about that. I gave him my card. I said, look, if you have any questions, certainly reach out to me. I, I'm happy to help you or answer any questions on any card that, you know, he, he wanted to buy. So at that point, I took, after that, I took the, I took the card out of the case. I put it in the Zion box and, and, you know, I, I'll probably, you know, in my mind now, I'm probably going to throw it up on Instagram this week. Uh, and if you follow me, uh, I'm sure you're going to see the card up there. But again, if, if it doesn't sell, uh, I'm happy to hold on to the card. And in fact, you know, I talked about the national inventory, all the cards that came back from that I brought home from the national being higher end cards. I mean, all those cards, I mean, I, I still have. You know, the, 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 the Mahomes XRC BGS nine, five, uh, the Mahomes lime green, um, PSA nine and, uh, Josh Allen RPA. So I, I, I still have these five cards and 
they're great, great cards, whether um, I sell them or hold on to them. All the players are, are you know, they're, it's certainly not prospecting like it would be on any of the rookies or, you know, second year's players. And, and there's no reason I should be trading for them for those cards. And if I move it, right, I can work on a McDavid uh, Young Guns. <laughs> So Sunday turned into a buying day for me. Um, well, not a lot of sales, but uh, my man Mike from Fairway underscore sports underscore cards. Mike's a listener. Uh, heard me talking about, you know, looking to buy hockey this weekend. So he showed up with a bunch of hockey. Uh, and I went through his stuff. We were able to make a deal. I, I bought seven, uh, young guns from him. Uh, I was really excited about that. Uh, and from the show, I added four more, uh, just from the show shopping around the show. Um, so I ended up with, with 11 that I'm happy now, you know, I just sit tight on these until the season gets going. Just put them aside. Kind of what I did with football last year. I'll just do that with hockey now until, until it's ready, until I'm ready to transition to, you know, one of my cases into hockey. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I got a good, a, a, you know, a good start, good start this year on the young guns cards. Uh, today I finished the day off selling, so I didn't sell much today i you know i was selling out of the singles boxes it wasn't a big day for sales but at the end of the day all the wax i had brought uh that i set up a guy that was set up next to me uh owned an lcs in new hampshire uh he was the next booth over so he came over he was looking we got to talk and i said look you want to make me an offer on these i said i'd be happy to sell them uh so we worked out a deal. I kept this. I kept some of it, but sold him most of it. So it, it it was great. It was just you know another. It was almost like selling a nice big card. So and I was happy to move it. You know, wax is just tough to move these days. It used to be, right? Wax it should be flying off the. And, and I and I, I have a number of you know the retail stuff, and I have a number of the fanatics exclusive stuff. And a lot of the fanatics exclusive, the optic, you know, the football is all from 2021. Um, I'm just hanging on to that. But, you know, like the contenders and things like that, I'm happy to move those out. No, no need to sit on those now. So that was uh, definitely a plus for me. Um, on a positive note, uh, Today, I saw a ton of mothers and sons, not today, this whole weekend, mothers and sons, fathers and daughters, uh, families, with everyone having an interest in the cards, in the card market, you know, kind of something for everyone. Uh, and it was so good to see. I was complimenting mothers, complimenting fathers, complimenting grandparents, right? It just seemed like this, this show just had a real family vibe to it, you know, that there was just a lot of families coming in. Now, I know you're going to say, oh, you know, I've been to card shows. We go to these local shows and and I know it's, it's you know, 95% 
guys right in there. But this show here was definitely um, just 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 a nice family element to the show, and it really attracted the families in there. Uh, so you know, you had with the dollar boxes, you had you know some of the kids looking in the football, some of them looking in the soccer, you know, some of looking in the cases at the stuff. And I just thought it was great to see that it was really just more of a family element this weekend. And it may have been too, because of the, you know, the autographs and the, you know, the people who are coming in to sign or thing like that, things like that. But, um, it was definitely, definitely great to see. Um, I have to say, I met a lot of great people this weekend, you know, dealers and attendees and you'd think i would know all the dealers and and you don't you never do and especially a show like this with 500 tables there's people coming in from out of state and it's just nice to get out and and meet other people and talk to other people and you know make deals with them and you start seeing them like you know you start making friends people from all over and and you start seeing them at different shows and then show opportunities start talking to them online Right. This is what happened with me with uh, Chantilly. I started talking with somebody and next thing you know, I got some table space there. And and it's just it's just great to go out and meet people like that. Um, shout out to all the listeners uh, who stopped by to say hello. Uh, absolutely love when people come by, say hello. Tell me they listen to the podcast. hundred percent. Best some of the best best parts of the show. It's just the listener interaction. Uh, overall, it was a great show. Uh, and I think because of the caliber of the signers and the autographs, uh, the show had great foot traffic from open to close every day, even though, you know, Friday night till seven, Saturday till eight. Uh, it certainly wasn't like four or five o'clock came and it was dead and you were sitting around waiting it, waiting for it to end. I mean, there was just constant foot traffic coming through and all of a sudden you look at the clock, you're like, oh, it's 630. And then you're doing something, you look at the clock and you're like, oh my God, it's 10 of eight. You know, all of a sudden you see people starting to cover up their stuff and you're like, oh my God, it's time to get out of here. Right. So uh, definitely uh, it was just a great show with, with great foot traffic. And that's it. That's the wrap up for the East Coast National. Um, I will be back Thursday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.